Join me today for an action-packed episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball, where I review the 2023 season for the Milwaukee Brewers. You are Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Uh, riding solo today, no Matt, um, but if you're listening on an app, a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings or reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, and if you do decide to do that, guess what? You have an opportunity to win a special little prize. Take a screenshot of that rating and review. Send it over to us at fantasymds at gmail.com or even just DM it to us on Insta- Instagram or Twitter. And you get a chance to join our listener league for next year. We'll be doing that raffle within the next couple of months. So you still got some time there, but we would appreciate it if you could do it for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It's subscribing to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And guys, Real quick before we get into it, I got to talk to you about FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets back guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And all right, guys, we're getting into it with the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, um, we're going through these episodes here, trying to get through a little review for every team. World Series is looking pretty, you know, awesome right now. Rangers are up 2-1. I, I think the Rangers are going to pull it out, but I love the scrappy Diamondbacks team. Can't believe they made it this far. Corbin Carroll's an absolute superstar, but that Rangers team just has so much going for it. Uh, going to be tough. I think uh, Adoles Garcia and Scherzer are going to be out with the rest of the series. I think that official word came down today as I'm recording on Tuesday. So uh, we'll see. We'll see, guys. But you know what? Let's talk about the Brewers. Let's talk about, you know, the studs, the duds, and everything in between. And, you know, you kind of got to start off with uh, pretty much the leader of the crew. Let's talk about Corbin Burns. Now, Corbin Burns had uh, a good season, you know, maybe not, you know, best pitcher in baseball season, but you know what? He was definitely still good. He had a lot of blow-up starts, but for the most part, he was pretty serviceable for you, if not, you know, above and beyond. Corbin Burns, over 32 starts this year at 10 wins, 8 losses, a 3-3-9 ERA, 193 innings pitched. 200 strikeouts and a 106 whip. I mean, once again, very, very good year. Maybe not, you know, the ace of all aces anymore, but he's still right up with the up there with the best of them. The strikeout rate did come down a little bit. Honestly, everything is good though. You know, all the pitches seem like they were on point. Just the results really weren't, you know, where they had been in past years. He lost a little bit of velocity on the cutter. But, you know, nothing nothing really that I'm looking at it and I'm like going, oh, that that's that's so crazy. Um, you know, even the movement on the pitches look pretty good as well. I think Corbin Burns gets back to similar ace upside for next year. I believe I have Corbin Burns ranked as my number S number three SP for next year. Let me just double check that for you guys. But honestly, there's nothing that really scares me off Kurt Corbin Burns. A, a lot of the best pitchers in all of baseball have gotten blown up, um, you know, this season. 
And, uh, yeah, I got Corbin Burns behind Cole and Strider. But, honestly, I, I think he's solid as an ace for next season. I don't really think we're, we're too, too worried about Corbin Burns. He's only going to be 29. He's really shown his dominance, you know, since 2020. Hasn't really fallen off much since there. And the ratio is still going to be good. Uh, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers team that, you know, finished first in the NL Central, 92 wins. Uh, 70 losses, a lot of opportunity for wins there on that team. I, th- I think they're going to be just as strong next year. So, yeah, that's Corbin Burns. Let's move on to their best bat. Let's talk about Christian Yelich. Honestly, nice little, you know, strong season from Yelich. You know, he's not the former, you know, MVP Yelich anymore, but he's still pretty serviceable when it comes to fantasy baseball, especially when you're talking about, you know, Points leagues, categories leagues. He was really getting it done all over the place. Uh, walked a decent amount this year across um, 144 games, 632 at uh, 632 plate appearances, 550 at bats, 106 runs. That's that's absolutely blown me away. Love the 34 doubles, the triple, 19 homers, 76 RBIs, 28 steals for Yelich, and a 278 batting average. And strong bounce back in the batting average department over the last three years. He really wasn't getting it done. Uh, back up to 278. I really love you know what Christian Yelich is doing here at the end of his career. We're not going to see that 30 you know plus bomb upside anymore. But if he's getting you over 15 home runs, he's above and beyond in runs and steals. You know even with the you know improved base stealing this year with the bigger bases and the pickoff rule being implemented, I still love the 28 steals from Yelich. And the batting average, he's a career 286 guy. I think he's going to sit around 280 for at least the next couple of years. I have, I think, I don't, I think Yelich might get back in the category of being properly rated. I have him as my number 25 outfielder. So if you get him as your outfielder too, I think you're doing pretty well going into next season. We haven't really seen too much injury from him. Uh, you know, the back was an issue, you know, a few years ago, and it seems like he's still, you know, still running, still playing. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to count on him. I would prefer to get him as my outfielder three next year. I don't think it's going to happen. So if you get him as your outfielder two, just make sure you have a st- little bit of a sturdy backup. Uh, let's talk to somebody who's perennially injury prone. And I feel so bad. It's Brandon Woodruff, uh, Brandon Woodruff. If you haven't already heard the news, he is out for the 2024 season. Uh, it's really sad to see he dealt with so many injuries over the last few years. He, um, he had the shoulder issue this year. Uh, he had the sprained ankle and the Ray nods last year. He's just been, you know, quite banged up over the last few years. But when he's out there, he is so good. I just wanted to highlight, you know, uh, Brandon Woodruff's, you know, shortened good season. And just wish this man the best because it, it, it stinks that he's been so banged up over the last few years. We haven't really gotten to see so Brandon Woodruff as we would have liked to. But across Woodruff's 11 starts this year at five wins, one loss, a 2-2-8 ERA, 11 starts, 67 innings, 74 strikeouts, and a 0-8-2 whip. So if you drafted Brandon Woodruff this year, you were, you know, you were a little bit mad, you know, with him dealing with all the injuries. But while he was out there, man, he just gets the job done. And it's, once again, it just stinks to see that he's really going to miss um, all of next year and we'll be having to ride without him. Uh, it, it's a tough situation. If I, we want to talk about Dynasty Leagues with Brandon Woodruff right now because he's going to be 31 next year. By the time he comes back, he's going to be 32. Is he still going to be as dominant as he is now? That's yet to be determined. But honestly, 
in a league where you're only keeping a few guys and you know uh, redraft leagues, it's just not really looking that good for a next season with Brandon Woodruff. And before we move on and we talk about uh, William Contreras and Freddie Peralta and, you know, the rest of these fantastic players for the Brewers that got them, you know, to the playoffs. But a shortly lived run here, I have a quick ad for you guys. Guys, October baseball is back and you can make your posties postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to create a new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to two, who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen next in at bat with quick bets. So head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, guys, just a real quick pitch here. If you're not already subscribed to us on the subtext website, you might want to try and go ahead and do that. Matt and I are going to be releasing our 2024 fantasy baseball rankings very soon, and we're going to have every position covered for you guys with depth. I know I have over 120 starting pitchers. I have 100 outfielders, and I have at least 40 at every you know infield position. Um, catcher about 30 deep. So if you get in on subtext, you're going to get access to those very early. Um, you know, once again, I even throw it out there. If you guys play fantasy football, Matt and I play as well. You got any of those questions you can answer, you know, we'll answer them on subtext. Also, if you have keeper dynasty questions, stuff like that, who should you be targeting in dynasty, um, trade some keepers, stuff like that for fantasy baseball for next season, join us on subtext. We're answering right away. And all of these questions, we just want to make sure you guys, you know, stay locked on this off season. So we're ready for next season. We can get you guys some more locked on championships. But let's keep pushing here. Let's talk about the rest of this team. You know, pretty once again, pretty strong Brewers teams. A lot of guys have helped in fantasy this year. And one of my favorite guys on the team, William Contreras. I was so happy when um, he came over in that trade from Atlanta. Just really awesome to see, you know, him not being held back by uh, Travis Darno anymore. I, I knew if he got the full opportunity that he was just going to be great for fantasy, and he sure was. Uh, honestly, just going to pick up where his big brother left off and just be that Contreras household name. These guys like the Molinas now. If you guys are old like me, you remember uh, Benji and Yadier and uh, just everybody, man. The, <laughs> they're, they're the new brothers in town. So William Contreras is 25 years old. He played 141 games, 540 at-bats, 86 runs, 38 doubles, 17 homers, 78 RBI, 6 steals, and he had 291. Um, I think the batting average comes down. I think he's going to be more of like a 275, 280 type of guy. I think the home runs are going to go up because, you know, in 2022, in only 97 games and 334 at-bats, William hit 20, only hit 17 this year. I could see him being more of like a 25 home run type of guy. And he's just helping you all across the board, William Contreras. Honestly, I have him as my um, number three catcher going into next season. And I really think there's an upside of him being the number one catcher in all baseball. Let's just hope the ADP doesn't get too out of control with him and everyone's not, you know, freaking out and he's knowing to do number one catcher. So we can get at least a little bit of value on him. 
But even if not, catching is uh, pretty deep going into next season, in my opinion. But you got to love William Contreras near at the top after this monster season he had. And I uh, I had him ranked pretty high coming into the season because I really just knew that this guy, it runs in the bloodline, and I knew he had it in him. Let's move on to this next guy, kind of going back and forth between pitching and hitting. Uh, let's talk about Freddie Peralta. Now, Freddie Peralta had a had a great year. I don't I don't really uh, care what you know the ERA says, even though we're talking about a three eight six ERA for Freddie Peralta across thirty starts, twelve wins, ten losses, hundred sixty five innings, two hundred and ten strikeouts, and a one 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 WHIP. Uh, Freddie Peralta just had some blow up starts, man, and he finished really really strong down the stretch. We're talking about a kid uh, twenty seven years old this year, twenty eight next year, in the prime of his career. Uh, the guy's got elite stuff. He He's just fantastic. Honestly, I really think this guy is going to – maybe even next year, next year, the year after, just really going to have a breakout year, really going to have a, a run at a Cy Young Award here, in my opinion. I, I really think it, it's in his DNA to just do this. Um, I want to talk about how good he was down the stretch, though. So Freddie Peralta had a six-earned run start on July 21st. After that – he followed that performance up with the sixth inning, 13 strikeout, no earned run matchup. It was against Cincinnati, but he went all the way to the rest of the season. Uh, that being 11 starts for Freddie Peralta to finish the year. Eight wins, three losses, 62 innings, 92 strikeouts, 11 walks. Uh, batters hit 185 against him, a 244 ERA. Uh, the, the guy was just absolutely out of this world, like a, a under one whip. I really think there's a version of Freddie Peralta that we get over the next couple of years that's going to be just worthwhile as a top, you know, 15 starting pitcher. Going into next year, I have Freddie Peralta as my number 15 starting pitcher. So honestly, uh, I think he's going to be a high-end SP2. I don't know if we're going to have to draft him there. We might. And honestly, with the caliber of pitchers or the way pitching panned out this year, I want a guy that I know can be elite and that's going to carry me in strikeouts and just really be what I need him to be when it comes to high-end starting pitcher. And I think Freddie Peralta is just a guy that can do that for us going into next year. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident in him. Let's move on to somebody who had a good year, had a good year, um, you know, in most departments, not all of them, maybe not as good as we would have liked, but let's talk about Willie Adonis as we move back and forth once again between hitting and pitching. Now, Willie Adonis uh, this past season, not phenomenal. Uh, 2022, we kind of really saw, I want to say, the peak of how good Willie Adamas can be. Uh, 2022, Adamas had 139 games, 563 at-bats, 83 runs, 31 doubles, 31 homers, 98 RBIs, 8 steals, 238 batting average. He played 10 more games this year, Willie Adamas did, and he had 73 runs, 29 doubles, 2 triples, 24 homers, 80 RBIs, and that batting average dropped all the way down to 213. Even though the walk-to-strike-out ratio improved, you normally don't see that. Uh, I, I think his batting average upside is is higher than where it was this past year. Shortstop is super deep, you know, um, honestly. So, William Thomas next year isn't somebody I'm going crazy for. I have him as my 24th shortstop. Honestly, if you need somebody who could bop the ball, get you a couple homers, uh, RBIs and runs are going to be 
decent. He gets you a Willie Adamas, but honestly, not somebody I'm, I'm going to be beating down the doors for next year. We kind of know his upside, what it is. Uh, not really going to give you double-digit steals. The batting average is very, very suspect. I don't foresee him having an age 28 breakout season, but is he good in spurts? Is he going to help you in specific categories? Yeah, Willie Adamas will definitely get that done. So, um, so we're talking about next year. Once again, got him as my uh, 24th shortstop. I could see that moving up a couple, uh, maybe high 20s, but that's really about it. I mean, uh, low 20s, but that's that's really about it. Let's talk about somebody that, if you listen to me, I had, I think I had him as my number three closer coming into this year. Let's talk about uh, big, bad Devin Williams. I mean, the guy was in arguably the best closure this season. I just knew it coming. All he needed was that door open by Josh Hader leaving, and I knew he was going to take the role and run with it. Devin Williams is a 28-year-old, made the All-Star team this year, eight wins, three losses, a 1-5-3 ERA across 61 games. He had 36 saves, 58 innings, 87 strikeouts, and a 0-9-2 whip. Uh, for the foreseeable future, Devin Williams, top five closer, hands down. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get the value that we did on him last year, this year. And honestly, uh, once again, it's arguable, but I think Devin Williams is most reliable closer going into next year. I have him as my number one closer. You can argue Josh Hader and Felix Batista. I'm not going to, not going to, you know, blow you down for that one but honestly i think devin williams is right up there and uh, just gonna be very very good for the foreseeable future when it comes to closures and fantasy baseball i i don't i i i just honestly don't see anyone being able to argue with that at this point i'm a huge fan of his and uh once again if you listen to me here in the offseason i locked on uh, he was somebody I was saying he was a must-have, me leaving drafts, especially because of the value that we were getting on him. Uh, let's keep things pushing, though. Let's talk about Bryce Terang here. Uh, we got a couple of young bloods you know, on this list that um, kind of were a little bit hit, a little bit miss. Once again, my motto is, as always, we can expect guys, to, everyone's going to come up being Acuna or Soto or Tatis and just have monster rookie years. We kind of got to look at these guys and see where there's some potential, some upside. And with Bryce Terang, I think there's a little bit there, especially when it comes to the speed department. So his rookie season, Bryce Terang, age 23, 137 games. 404 at-bats, 46 runs. He had nine doubles, three triples, six homers, 34 RBIs, 26 steals. Uh, Strikeout-to-walk ratio, not fantastic with 38 walks, 94 strikeouts, a 218 batting average for Bryce Durang. In his rookie season, um, uh, there is upside here. There's the speed upside. There's upside in runs with him if he gets, you know, hitting towards the top of that lineup, which... um, I'm not 100% sure that's going to happen with, uh, you know, the way things go over here. You know, you still got Yelich to beat out. Uh, you still got William Contreras, who is, you know, top of that lineup. Um, and there's hopefully this one uh, young guy we're going to talk about later. And uh, somebody might talk about sooner than later, Sal Frelick. You know, they're going to go back and forth. But, you know, Bryce Terang, uh, you know, maybe if he gets that, that nine spot going, uh, he could, you know, have that run department look pretty good with the top of that lineup batting him in. Uh, but he's not really going to give you too, too much power. The stolen basis has, you know, 30, 35 upside even. And the batting average, let's see if he can, you know, adjust because it, it's all about making adjustments, you know, watching film, getting in there. 
uh, working on bat speed, working on all that stuff when it comes to these young kids. And we'll see what Terang's made of next year. Uh, he hit pretty strong in the minors uh, in 15 games this year where he hit 298. In 2022, of course, 131 games, he hit 286. Before that, wasn't really great in 2021 or 2019 in the minors with a 256 and 258 batting upside, uh, batting average. So I think the upside here is – 250, 260 for Bryce Terang with a lot of steals, a lot of runs, not going to help you really in homers or RBIs. So, you know, just a name that we're going to keep on our radar for next year. Maybe, you know, uh, last pick of the draft type of guy here with Bryce Terang, and, you know, we'll see where the thing goes. But uh, that's all I really got on him. Uh, let's talk about Wade Miley. Old reliable, man. Just, you know, just sneaking on through, getting it done. Uh, it, it's so funny with him, man. Uh, you know, he didn't really – uh. I didn't really expect him to have this like late, you know, 34, 35, 36 age season where he's just serviceable. But man, you know, he comes out this year, does it again uh, after Chicago last year and Cincinnati the year before. Wade Miley had 23 starts, nine wins, four losses, a 314 ERA, 120 innings, 79 strikeouts. And the whip was a 113. Honestly, that's the best whip of Miley's career. So I, I don't know how old man's getting it done, but he's out there. He's doing it, honestly, if he's still hanging around next year. Just a guy that we're going to feel good about streaming in and out on, you know, matchup-dependent basis because we, he's just shown it. He's shown, he's shown he can get it done. So, you know, when you have a guy like this who's been around the block and really has figured something out here, you know, giving Father Time a run for his money, I, I think we just see where the thing goes. You know what you get. There's going to be some blow-up starts. But for the most part, over the last three years, let's even just average this out and see how good uh, Wade Miley has been at the end of his career. So his last 59 starts of his career over the last three years, 23 wins, 13 losses, 3-2-6 ERA, uh, 320 innings, 232 strikeouts with a 1-2-4 whip. I mean, that's not that's not really bad. That's not bad. That's, you know, a guy at the end of your rotation that you're like, okay, I'm not super, super mad at, you know, having Wade Miley at the end of my rotation in a, you know, fantasy league because he just goes out there and gets it done. Uh, let's move on to not our last guy, not our last guy. Let's talk about, you know, another one of these young players. Let's talk about South Relic. Uh, you know, he – was a guy that we kind of expected a lot from, you know, had a little bit of pos prospect buzz, uh, had been pretty solid in the minors in 2022, uh, pretty much a breakout season for him down there in 2022, South Relic. Uh, just was a little bit banged up, a little bit disappointing. Uh, I don't really know how else to put it here other than that. You know, I, I thought he was going to be a guy that could make the roster have an impact for fantasy. But um, he did play 57 games this year, 191 at-bats. He had 29 runs. He had nine doubles, three homers, 24 RBI, seven steals, and a 246 batting average. I think there's a lot more that we'll see from Freelich next year. I think the steals upside is good. The homers, not really too much. He's got to put a little bit of uh, muscle onto that man frame. He's 5'10", 182. I mean, that's actually a, a you know pretty big boy for 5'10". But I guess, you know, the power hasn't really come into play for him yet. Maybe we'll see a little bit more next year. Uh, there's just upside. There's upside here. I'm, I'm not, you know, going out of my way to get him. I currently have Freelick. I probably got him down in the dumps. I'm going to be honest with you. I got him as like my 77th outfielder going into next year. 
they, there's upside. Kind of want to see how he looks in uh, spring training, coming back off of a few injuries this season. And uh, we'll, we'll take it from there with Freelick. I do have one more guy I want to talk to you about before we uh, get things out of here. I want to talk about Jackson Churio. Uh, if you haven't heard about Jackson Churio, um, what, what are you doing at this point in time? Um, top prospect for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, top second top prospect in all of baseball, and he just can do it all. Honestly, let's talk about what he just did this prior season: two eighty two batting average, one hundred twenty eight games, eighty eight runs, twenty six doubles, three triples. Uh, he also had, oops, sorry, didn't mean to click that. Uh, he had ninety one RBIs, twenty two homers. He had forty four steals, and uh, the walk to strikeout ratio was forty three walks. 104 strikeouts, so he's not doing atrocious. He's not doing the best. But this kid, Jackson Churio, man, uh, you know, he's still, I believe he's still only 19. Yeah, he's still 19. He'll be um, 20 at the, uh, the start of next season. He's got plus power. He's got, you know, plus, plus speed. His fielding is very good. Uh, the hit tool is good. I mean, five eleven, one sixty five. Imagine this guy, you know, puts on another ten pounds. I mean, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. If there's any chance he makes the team next year, he's going to be flying up draft boards. I don't have him ranked yet for next season. I kind of just want to see how things play out. I want to see what the Brewers say about him. I want to see if there's plans for him to be there um, at spring training next season for the Brewers. And um, I, I just I just think that the upside for him is literally through the roof. Once again, I'm talking about Jackson Churio, outfield prospect for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, kid, kid's going to be very, very good. Um, since we have a little time, I do want to talk about one more guy. I want to talk about Jacob Mizorowski. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher from Milwaukee Brewers. He's six foot seven, 190 pounds. Uh, this kid is very, very good. He, the talent is uh, through the roof. Uh, I really, really think that you know he's going to be coming up in the system. He gets to learn from Woodruff. He gets to learn from Freddie Peralta. He gets to learn from um, Corbin Burns. Uh, good numbers too. Let's read those numbers off from this past season. It was twenty starts from Mizorowski. He had four wins, two losses. With that 3 4 1 ERA, I mentioned 71 innings, 110 strikeouts. Batters hit 169 against him with a 1 1 8 whip. I believe it was at the Futures game where Mizorowski came out and he was just blowing through the you know top prospects in the league. And he really jumped on everyone's radar if he hadn't already. And everyone's just talking about Mizorowski. And I think he's going to be very, very talented. A name I'm keeping my eye on to see if he gets the call up for next year. Other than that, guys, you know, that's all I really got for Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers. As I mentioned, you know, um, you should guys check us out on subtext. If you're still listening this time of year, you're probably, uh, you know, a pretty big fan of ours. And we just appreciate the help this time of year. You know, you're getting on there on subtext. Just love having those fantasy baseball conversations. It's a year-round thing for Matt and I. We're always doing the work. We want to help you guys out as much as we can when it comes to dynasty questions, keeper questions. As I said, our rankings are going to be out sooner than later. Uh, we're going to have bust. We're going to do, you know, some special episodes for you guys um, that are subtext only this offseason. So you're going to guys just want to make sure you're locked on for all that stuff. So we're there helping you out and just enjoying the fantasy baseball offseason and, uh, you know, and a little bit of football here and there too. But um, other than that, guys, don't really have too much else for you. So please make sure you um, 
like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be look out for on be on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow, where Matt and I will be back in action together. I don't know a hundred percent what team we're talking about up next, but um. It's going to be a good one, as always. And after we kind of, you know, uh, tamper down with these, uh, you know, team review episodes, we're going to be getting to more some juicy episodes. We're going to do some, like, rankings debates. We're going to do some, um, you know, kind of positional preview type of episodes and stuff like that. But, uh, guys, that's uh, that's enough for me. So make sure that uh, you guys are locked on tomorrow. New episode. Until then, guys. See you.